This is episode 578 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Make Great Compost for a Great Garden, The Simple Secrets. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, before we jump into the article, I want to just share just some feedback from the email that I sent out to my mailing list on Tuesday. So this email was really focused around the social media issues that I feel that I've been having. And I shared not too long ago an audio recording of a video that I did, but then it's kind of progressed from there. So I did another video and I actually wrote an article, kind of put it all together and put it up on on Prepper website and then shared it out on the email list. And I got to tell you, and this is what I want to share with you. I have never received more feedback from an article or from an email than the one that I sent out this last Tuesday. And so it was pretty crazy. I mean, I would open up my email and it'd be emails from people like, Todd, we agree with you or I agree with you. And, and I left social media a long time ago. And, and, you know, I listen to you on the podcast or I get you on Prepper website, but I don't get you on social media because I just, you know, I don't do that anymore. And so, man, it was just the, the response was was really crazy. And there's a lot of people out there, a lot of preppers who just don't bother with social media anymore. Now, I know there's a lot that still do a lot of people that still work with social media and still deal with social media. So if you do and you'd like some ideas on maybe how to tamper back a little bit or uh, how to change up some things so you're not so used to going to social media, then you can check out that article. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And so uh, that way you can go read it and check it out. And uh, you can tell me what you think. You can come and leave episode or comments on episode five, 578. Like always, I make it really easy for you to leave a link there. So you can go and uh, tell me what you think about social media and all of that stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com. And this article is entitled, How to Make Great Compost for a Great Garden, The Simple Secrets. Guys, compost is the other black gold, right? It is that important. And so if you are a gardener, you know that. If you're not a gardener, but you think at some point you might have to garden, then this is very important for you because it is a way to get rid of waste, but it is also a way to create something that would be very important, compost, that would provide you with a little bit of, uh, of a fertilizer, right? Would, would be that where you can't go to a big box store and get you know the fertilizers that you're used to. And so this is going to be a big deal, very important. And so it's, it's good to know some of the basics and it's good to know 
the, the processes behind that. But if you are gardening and you don't have a compost, you can start one. You don't need a very big space. Actually, this article is going to talk about that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in again from oldworldgardenfarms.com. How to make great compost for a great garden, the simple secrets. At the root of every great garden is a great compost pile. Compost is an amazing organic powerhouse of nutrients. Nutrients that help to keep soil loose, workable, and most importantly, completely energized. We use it absolutely everywhere we can in our garden and in our flower beds, containers, and hanging baskets as well. In our vegetable garden and flower plantings, we add a shovel full of compost to every single planting hole. And once planted, we use more as a two-inch thick mulch around the base of every single plant. It's also a main and powerful ingredient in our homemade planter and hanging basket soil mix. Now there's a link here, see how to make perfect homemade potting soil. Now not only does compost help to build incredible soil tilth and structure over time, it also acts as a perfect slow release fertilizer, gently providing a low dose of nutrients to your plant's root systems all season long. And perhaps best of all, it makes an incredible all-purpose liquid fertilizer when soaked in water. Compost tea, made simply by steeping fresh compost in water, is the perfect solution to providing plants with a liquid fertilizing boost. See how to make compost tea. So there should be a link here, I guess, but it's, for whatever reason, it's not linked. So I'm going to go ahead and email them and let them know that but you can just go to the search function and search compost tea or how to make compost tea. And uh, you can, you know, hit that, that article that is very important as well. So enough about how great it is. Let's take a look now at the secrets to make your own incredible pile this year. So first up, use the right mix of materials to get the most from a compost pile. It takes a proper balance of Brown or carbon and green, which is nitrogen materials. It can all sound intimidating, but it's actually quite simple. Brown materials consist of leaves, straw, wood shavings, dead grass, small twigs, etc. Greens, on the other hand, are materials like vegetable peels, coffee grounds, green grass, and plant clippings. Greens can also be animal byproducts such as chicken and rabbit manure. They are the fuel that gets the pile cooking. So what should the ratio of browns to green be? A great rule of thumb is for every four parts of brown material, add in one part green. And it doesn't have to be all at the same time either. If you add in four buckets of shredded leaves, then a bucket of vegetable peels or fresh green grass needs to go in to balance it out. And don't fret about being exact or putting materials in at the same time. Add materials as you get them and just stay as close to the ratio as you can to make the pile work at maximum efficiency. It is also important to know what not to put in your pile. Meat is a big no-no. It attracts rats, mice, raccoons, and other unwanted animals and can lead to foul-smelling piles. In addition, refrain from using dog or cat manure as it can contaminate your pile. So make your pile the right size. If a pile is too small, the materials never heat up enough to decompose quickly. And if it is too big, it becomes difficult to turn and mix. As you will see in the next tip, that turning and mixing is a big part of a successful pile. So what is the best size? 
For best results, a pile or compost bin between 3 by 3 by 3 feet high to 5 feet by 5 feet by 3 feet high works best. It allows for a pile big enough to have thermal heat, but not so big that it's hard to turn. There are some good options available for purchase, but you can also make a bin from nearly any material. Old wooden stakes, chicken wire, fencing boards, and even blocks or bricks work well. So there's a product link here, the GeoBin Compost Bin, and so you can check that one out. So one of the biggest keys to a fast working compost pile is to chop the ingredients before tossing them in. As a rule, the smaller the item going in, the quicker it decomposes. There is no need to buy expensive shredders or grinders. A simple run over with a lawnmower can shred leaves or straw. The same goes for those kitchen scraps. A few more chops with a knife will help break ingredients down twice as fast. So, like all living creatures, the organisms that help to break down a compost pile need oxygen. Turning the pile frequently with a spade or a pitchfork helps to add oxygen to the center core. In addition, the brown and green materials become mixed more thoroughly as well, helping to spread decomposition even faster. Turning a pile at least once a week will speed up the decomposition process greatly. Ideally, a pile should be turned every few days for maximum efficiency. So last but certainly not least, it is vital to keep the pile moist. In addition to oxygen, compost needs water to keep it cooking. A good compost pile should feel like a slightly damp sponge. Hey guys, and that's a good picture to kind of keep in your head, uh, a mild or a damp sponge. So that's a good one there. All right, continuing on. Remember at the end of the day, everything will compost eventually. So get that pile going and start turning all of that waste into black gold for your garden. Happy composting and happy gardening. All right, guys. So a short article here, but a very important one that we all understand what it takes to compost. Like I said, if you're gardening now, you should be composting. If you are not, but you see in the future that you might have to for whatever reason, then you need to know how to compost. And one of the things, um, you know, there's a couple of pictures here and, uh, you know, you get an idea of how they built their compost bin by looking at the pictures. But one of the things that you can always consider is having multiple compost bins so that you have them all at different stages. And so, you know, one could be just about finished and one could be halfway through. Another one could be, you know, just starting out and you're adding to that. So if you are, if you have enough room is what I'm trying to say, you have enough room in your backyard or your homesteading or whatever, then you're able to make a couple of different piles to be able to do it that way. If not, then, okay, have one pile and then you can add to it. Hopefully you can do that maybe over the summer or over the, the, the times that you're not gardening. So it's ready for you when you do garden and you can do it that way. I want to add that I haven't had very good success with those uh, type of bins, those composting bins. I believe they work, but I think you need to, I guess I didn't give them enough love and attention. I think you need to turn them every day and you need to, because they're off, off the ground and they, the water can drain out, they can dry out really easy. So you got to wet them down every so often. So I just wasn't very good at that. 
The cool thing about compost piles is that you can kind of set it and forget it, turning it once a week or, you know, whatever, depending on, on how big it is. I mean, you can kind of leave it that way. And so you really want something that you're not having to go out there every single day and mess with, right? That, that's, that's not really what you want. And that's what those big bins, those big plastic bin, bins that you can buy. I mean, that's really what you have to do. The other thing is you might want a way to maybe stock up. For instance, a lot of the times the compost bins might not be just right outside your door. You probably don't want that. But you might want to have maybe a couple of plastic bins, some five-gallon buckets or whatever, that you or some number 10 cans or whatever that you can throw your greens in so that when you go to throw them, you're not throw them, you're not throwing them every single day into the compost bin. Maybe, you know, every two days or every three days, depending on how that goes. And then you can have, you know, you throw in the green, kind of like what they were talking about here. You throw in your green bucket and then you're able to match that ratio. So if you have green material or I'm sorry, brown material, you know, sitting you know, next to your pile, you're able to bring those in. So if it's leaves or maybe they're dried grass, you're able to mix that in at that time. And so you're able to do that ratio and, and have a little bit better picture of that ratio. And maybe that might help out a little bit. And so uh, that's something that I just remember always reading is, you you know, you, if you don't want to make that trip out to the compost bin every single day, stock up for two or three days worth of, you know, just putting them in a, in a bin, they'll be okay. And then go ahead and take them out there, you know, all at one time. And so, you know, you can do it that way as well. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. And so you can go check it out again, check out the, uh, the pictures, the links that they have here. This is a great, uh, website, great blog. They have a lot of great articles. They've been doing this for a while, oldworldgardenfarms.com, where you can go and, you know, the articles are not too long, where you can digest a lot of great gardening and homesteading and, and just really great information if you're interested in. So like, like I said, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go check that out. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 578. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com or search for us in your podcast catcher. We are on all the big networks. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so that you can join the Prepper website email list and we can stay connected that way. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.